So today's show is going to be a little bit different. We usually talk about songwriting, sharing tips and tricks and processes and that kind of thing. But every now and then, we like to change it up. Back in the before times, we used to do the show live, actually in person. We'd all gather at CJRU 1280 in downtown Toronto, and we had a whole crew, and it was a blast, and we always had a great time. One of the fun things we used to do is what's known in the podcasting world as a draft show. It's where we all take turns to list off a personal favorite or some type of thing and just have fun talking about it. I think this may be our first draft show since the change, Neil, I think. I do believe you're right. We have not done a draft show since since the uh, since we've gone online. That's right. And this one is about our favorite female songwriters or songs of the 2000s. So that is... 23 years ago, so you don't feel old now. Uh, coming along with us today are some great folks. We're really excited today. Our old producer and social media master from the live show days, Vanessa Vreeland is back. How are you doing, Vanessa? I'm doing well. It's been a long time since uh, live times. You're right. <laughs> so, yes, and 23 years ago puts it all into perspective. Um, but I'm very excited for today. All right. I had so much fun making this list, so yay. Yay. And one of our favorite guests and sometimes co-host, the award-winning songwriter and songwriting teaching teacher extraordinaire, Susan Catanio is joining us. Susan, are you ready to play today? I am ready to play. I've been diving heavily into the music of the 2000s. It's been in my kitchen playing nonstop for the past two weeks, so I'm super psyched. All right. And fine songwriter and Song Talk media, uh, Meetup co-host, Sherry Jacoby, is here. Sherry, thanks for joining us. Are you ready? And uh, do you have your strategy down? Yes, I am ready. I was feeling so nostalgic listening to these 2000s tunes, like my teenage years just all came okay. back to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have a strategy, but I have, I have the excitement. All right. And uh, helping us on the scoring tonight is Neil's better half, Emma. Emma, Hello. Nice to be here. <laughs> and then there's Neil. Okay. Here's how this thing is going to work. In the past, the subjects have been things like favorite holiday songs or favorite TV things, that kind of thing. Tonight, it's favorite female written songs or lead songs, I suppose, of the 2000s. Um, so 2000 to 2010, some more or less, you know, the, it could be a fairly loose uh, classification. Uh, we will all go in turn and each of us will share a song from our list, which has been supplied to me previously. And then we all talk about the track, we'll play a bit of it and uh, just uh, tell us, discuss why we think it's a great song. Now, if someone snipes one of the songs from your list, you have to choose from a different song on your list, but you still get to talk about it. You just don't get any points. Uh, there is a minor scoring addition to all this fun stuff. 
Everyone starts off with 10 points. If someone snipes one of your songs, you lose two points. If you snipe someone else's song, you gain two points. If someone snipes one of your artists, you lose one point. But you can still uh, share your song from that artist if you really want. But you should try to um, submit another song so you can earn points. Uh, but remember, if you do uh, submit one of the songs from an artist that's already been given, you get no points for that one song. So at the end of this, we will declare a winner. And of course, they will get, well, nothing. But the joy of going, yay, I'm a winner. <laughs> all decisions by the judge, that's me, by the way, will be final. Really, this is all just an excuse to talk about our favorite songs. Now, as I'm going to be pushing the buttons and emceeing tonight, I won't be sharing any songs, but I'll give my two cents along the way anyways. Uh, so, all right, any questions? All right. Clear. The, or the order of the song, uh, the order of the choosing is supplied to us by the kind folks at random.org. When you think of random, make it .org. The order of the choosing will be, first up will be Sherry, followed by Susan, then Vanessa, and then finally by Neil. Have fun, everyone, but please, please, no wagering. Okay, Sherry, you're up. What song would you like to talk about? Okay, I think I'm going to start off with Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Is that one of Susan's picks? No! <laughs> Already! Already! I was thinking Nine. I was starting with a popular one. Just <laughs> awesome. So, so, okay, so hold on a second. So that means Sherry gets four two points points. and Susan loses two? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Already. See, Sherry's, Sherry's already got the uh, strategy down. She gets two for choosing her song, and she pulls the two away from Susan. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, Sherry, why do you like this song? What, uh, what does it do for you? So, I think it just brings me back to, yeah, the teenage days, that teenage angst. Like, Avril Lavigne was such an icon for that. Um, the theme of the song, I really like. So, it's talking about you know, not putting on a mask to try to fit in, how life gets too complicated when you try to do that. You got to stay true to yourself. So I think that speaks to my teenage heart of wanting to fit in with people, life getting complicated. Um, and then the other thing is, I think this is one of the first CDs I ever owned, Avril Lavigne's CD. Oh, nice. I remember going to HMV as a kid and getting <laughs> Hilary Duff, Avril Lavigne, and Shania Twain. <laughs> Those were the three. Chill out, what she yelling for? Lay back, it's all been done before. Could only let it be You will see I like you the way you are When we're driving in your car And you're talking to me
dressed up like you're something else. Well, it's that's you know, that's a complicated little tune. Hence the title. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what else do we anyone else have any thoughts on complicated? Only that um, I'm I'm actually more familiar with the Weird Al Yankovic parody, uh, Constipated. (laughs) um, I haven't haven't, haven't heard the Avril Lavigne original in quite some time. But that that hook in the chorus, like that's so catchy. And you're not going to mistake that for anybody else's song. It's a a really really cool thing. Really nice. What's, um, it's obviously a song you can just play with, with a guitar. In a voice, and it would still be a good song, which is really important because I think it's easy for technology to get in the way, and you think, "Oh, this is a great song," but actually, you don't. You just got lots of loops and things. So, mm-hmm. no, it's got it's got a good melody, it's got good structure, everything with that. So, yeah, solid. All right, uh, Susan, you're up next. Well, so I have a question for you. I can choose any of the songs from any my song. list. Any, any song, okay? But any first. Song. Um, yeah. Okay. Just, just don't pick the Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I will not pick Avril Lavigne, although that was an awesome song. Um, so I'm going to choose, I don't know, in the 2000s, I had like little kids. So I was listening to the radio a lot. So I was listening to radio hits. And uh, I'm going to choose Lady Gaga, Bad Romance. <sighs> which I love this song because I don't know, like, so it came out in 2009. It's from the EP Mm. uh, from the fame monster EP. Um, I loved the video of it. I thought it was really, really cool. I think for me, songwriter geek for a minute, um, what I love about it, it is one of the first songs where I heard what we call a hybrid song form which means that it doesn't follow any of the kind of standard rules of song form. It has multiple choruses. So a chorus, post-chorus, another post-chorus. It has like three bridges and it's so hooky that um, I guess it was like written up in the Smithsonian Association of Music for having the most earworms of any song. And um, and I loved it. We used to listen to it in the car. And uh, so that's why it's on my list.
dog. And well, and they mentioned the if you count it out, she says the words bad romance 17 times in the song. So wow. talk about repetition to yeah, make you remember. Not gonna, the title. The, not gonna mistake the title, <laughs> yeah. No. no. Yeah. It is just so hooky. And it it is complicated. I mean, it was took a long time before it went back to the that opening riff, which is I think right. one of the, the, such a strong hook. Start off with the hook right off at the top. It's right. Yeah. So so many hooks. You ever think that you're getting mixed up with other songs? Like, is that hook from that song or is it from a song? I didn't realize actually, because I was familiar with the song, but I thought that first bit was part of another song. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> when you're so loaded with hooks, yeah. that, that the tendency yeah. that might happen. Well, and the cool thing with well-written choruses like that chorus post chorus post chorus is that at the end if they're located in different places with different rhythms they can in the end overlap with each other you can have mm. one mm. singing here and the other one occurring at the same time and the other one and oh, they won't yeah, get yeah. in the way of each other and it's it's just a super cool like little songwriting oh, thing yeah. that i like yeah. so cool Oh, cool. I didn't know it had three bridges. I'm going to have to listen back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. She is one talented lady. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Uh, Vanessa, you're up. What would you like to choose for your song? Okay, this was hard. Um, even just to narrow this list down to a normal number. Um, and yeah, a lot of songs I was like, well, I've not heard this song in a long time. But uh, to start off with... I would like to pick uh, Gwen Stefani, Hollaback Girl. Um, I remember when this song came out and it was when she had first gone solo after being in No Doubt for a long time. And um, I think it was like her third single, but it was the first to go to number one. And uh, I'm pretty sure I watched the music video on YouTube on repeat like a hundred times back in the day. <laughs> Um, yeah, and just, I could go for so long without hearing it and then hear it and it's just like, whoa, takes me right back to, um, when it came out and when it was huge and you heard it everywhere. It's like an anthem. Yeah. It feels like. When the drums start in the beginning. Yeah. 
And it definitely um, works in terms of, you know, it would work fantastic on a club sound system. You know, the big yeah. bound, uh, yeah. big banging, it would just actually be actually fantastic. Um, yeah, and I, I always I always liked her vocal, vocal delivery, too. I always thought that was, you know, distinctive, and, um, and, and I think she raps pretty well, too, so. Yeah, and that she, like, writes. Like, a lot of people on my list here today pretty sure don't do any of the songwriting or most of it, but she always has a hand in all of her songwriting, so that's quite... Uh, I quite love that too. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Hema, what is the score at this point? If I've done this correctly, Neil has 10, Sherry has 14, Susan has 10, and Vanessa has 12. All right. So, Neil, Susan you have eight. <laughs> Oh no, I got two. You got two for picking. Thank goodness, redeemed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For the moment. Um, Okay, so my first pick, and um, I'm glad uh, Vanessa didn't pick this artist because I I thought she would come after me and pick this artist. (laughs) So I'm going to go after her (laughs) and pick this artist. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin, train wreck. I should have known. I yeah. did not pick her, but I should have known that Neil okay. would pick a yeah, cinema. Sure <laughs> um, but regardless of if Vanessa would have would have picked a Sarah McLaughlin song or not, one of my favorite songs um, from Sarah McLaughlin from 2003 off her album Afterglow. And, you know, typical of Sarah McLaughlin, it's just one of those Sarah McLaughlin songs that starts out like a love song. And before you know it, I'm a train wreck ready to happen. <laughs> And it just goes, you know, she throws you under the bus, or in this case, she throws you on the on the train tracks, and it's, you know, it's not a happy love song anymore. And um, I don't know anyone who does it quite the way she does that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so Train Wreck by Sarah McLaughlin. I didn't know that song. That's pretty good. Yeah, me neither. I love that intro with the instruments there. Right? Yeah, the guitar lick. The guitar lick is great, right? It's a little bit funkier than she usually does. Right. Well, it gives it kind of a groove to that, like, solid, like, whole note. You know, this, like, that was great. It's a good idea, actually. Just a a rich melody in the chorus and good melancholy and good (laughs) haunting, haunting quality a little bit. 
<laughs> was that uh, that wasn't one of her hits? I don't think was it. I think I'm pretty sure there was a music video. Okay. So it might have been a single. I'm not entirely sure, but it was off of that album. One, of the, I think it was a single off of that album. Yeah. One okay. Of yeah. Quite a. Mm. Can never go wrong with Sarah McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's Canadian too, which is CanCon. <laughs> That's right. But we had our role already. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, round two, uh, starting off with sharing. Okay. I think I'm going to go with the Breathe Brackets 2 a.m. by Anna Nalik. Am I good? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know please. if that, that's a, a far-fetched one. So I think, I don't know any other songs by her actually, but for some reason this song was on repeat. I'm not sure if it was a one-hit wonder or... But, I think um, it was on a soundtrack of something that came out and yeah, but then nothing ever from her again, but it's mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's just, yeah, such a beautiful song. Um, there's this lyric I wrote down that I love. Um, you can't jump the track. We're like cars on the cable and life's like an hourglass glued to the table. Nice. So I love that. It's like, yeah, about the passage of time, how we can't stop mm-hmm. life from moving. And then there's this really simple, beautiful chorus just about breathing. And then there, each verse tells a different complex story. And it's all just anchored by this beautiful, simple chorus. She calls me because I'm still awake. Can you help me unravel my latest mistake? I don't love him. Winter just wasn't my season. Yeah, we walk through the door so accusing their eyes like they have any right at all to criticize. Hypocrites, you're all here for the very same reason. Cause you can't jump the track with like cars on a cable and life's like an hourglass glued to the table. No one can find the rewind button, girl. So cradle your head in your hands. Interesting, quite the um, pre-chorus too. Jerry, have you ever sung that song? I think so. I haven't performed it, but I, yeah, actually. I, I did it in a show and the hardest part about that song is finding where to breathe in the song. <laughs> the it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and you're like, oh, where, where are we breathing? So yeah, so funny. So yeah, she fits so much into those verses and the pre-chorus. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of melody in in, in the verses and the pre-chorus. Oh my god! But then, the, but then the chorus is dead simple. Mm-hmm. Just breathe. And there's an instance where I haven't heard that song before. Let's be honest. And um, that's one of those instances. They always say never use the word just in a song. But there's an instance where you want to use just. Mm. Really? I, I didn't know. I've never heard that. Yeah. Mm. Well, a, a lot of the time in song reviews and things like that, they say, well, you can probably get rid of the word just. Oh, okay. Probably it's it's nice. redundant and not really helping, but 
is an instance where it does. All right. Susan, what's your next pick? Hmm. Where do I want to go? Where do I want to go next? Um, all right. So I'm going to go to Amy Winehouse Rehab, um, which came from the album Back to Black. And it was released in 2006. And it was produced by Mark Ronson, who's the same guy who did Uptown Funk with yeah. Bruno Mars. And um, I, I think for me, like when she came out, I just had, had not heard anything like her. You know, I, I think she was like kind of a, a classic modern in the sense of like bringing that girl group um, 1950s sound into the future. And that was really exciting for me to hear. I hadn't heard anything like her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously everybody knows um, the story of, you know, her terrible addiction and then death. But I think we kind of forget in all of that tragedy, we kind of forget that she was really just a unique, special voice, uh, totally cool sound, original songwriter. Like, really, she had her own thing going on. And so I love I love this song. I think it's great. They tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time, and if my daddy thinks I'm fine, they try to make me go to rehab. like really behind the beat yeah. all the time it's it's almost it's almost like out of time but like mary j blige does that too and i think that's like a really cool thing for 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 singers to be aware of the fact that you can groove kind of behind the beat it's really neat so yeah um brian fury is a very much a behind the beat singer but he, not as much as she or she's really behind the beat yeah um, but I, I always loved her stuff because uh, it's one who loves old Motown. I mean, there's right. definitely a um, definitely a, a hand back in that Motown sound and uh, those classic uh, melodies. And yeah, just such an amazing original um, delivery. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Every time I, I don't listen to a lot of Amy Winehouse, every time I hear one, I'm like, man, I should listen to some more Amy Winehouse. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. And I didn't You're know never gonna mistake that voice for anybody else. So distinct. I didn't know the uptown yeah. funk connection too, but I was hearing it now in the instrumentals. Like it has that same groovy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Great cool. stuff. 
All right, Vanessa, you are up. What would you like to choose for your next song? Okay, this is so hard. Um, how do you know what to pick? Okay, uh, but I think I'm going to go with um, Pink, So What, um, from 2008. Um, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of her stuff, but for some reason, this song is really good, really catchy. But it's also like self-deprecating and kind of, um, you know, like, so what? this is me, like, I'm not, you know, that skinny, thin pop star and whatever. And it, it's kind of like refreshing and it's kind of a funny song and um, but also catchy and kind of like, you know what? It is what it is. And uh yeah, I quite like this one. Cool. Heard that in a long time. Jessica yeah. Samson. <laughs> awesome. Wow. So good. And that is such a catchy. Um, yeah, the beginning. The da, 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 I guess yeah. it's a melody, but it's, yeah, it's melody, just the way but it's so. Yeah. You know, well, it's a guitar riff and it's a, and it's a song melody. Like it's both. And it's weird. It's almost like you've heard it before. Kind of like it's got like a yeah <laughs> yeah i love the attitude she puts into it and the whole song right it's like yeah yeah so powerful yeah she's got a very interesting style i think <laughs> that's great cool all right so next up would be neil i think yes sir okay so i'm gonna go with what i think is probably the most popular song on on my list the, 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 this whole thing is kind of weird especially hearing these other songs like the lady gaga and the avril lavigne i'm like that was 20 some odd years ago like you gotta be kidding me but yeah. i don't know i'm old enough to someone mentions the 90s i'm like yeah that was 20 years ago and no <laughs> no <laughs> it's not it's not anymore so um my next pick is uh is going to be evanescence uh bring me to life it's a great um, because I, I just remember when this thing dropped in 2003, it was huge. The music video was constantly on, on Much Music. Um, it was constantly on the radio because it was like this, I don't know, it was kind of bringing goth rock to the masses, maybe. You know, like there was a bit of rock and rap and there was a, you know, a kind of dark attitude to the whole thing. So it was really kind of a, 
I don't know. It was, it was, it was kind of a, a mashup. Maybe we hadn't heard before. We'd heard rock and rap before since, you know, the eighties and through the nineties and stuff, but it, it just, it just seemed like this kind of fresh new thing that, that no one had, had ever heard before with, you know, with a, with a female fronted, you know, hard rock, goth rock band, which was kind of, kind of a cool thing. So, um, yeah. So Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. How can you see into my eyes like open doors Leading you down into my core Or I become so It's, it's something I was sort of surprised didn't kind of grow much. I thought it was so unique, and um, they had a few hits. They definitely had some hits, but um, yeah, it never caught on the way I was hoping. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I just kind of lost track of them. I was never a huge fan, but I've kind of lost track of them or if they just kind of faded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Um Start off with the next round. Things are getting interesting here. Um, Sherry. Will I do the score update? Oh, good idea. Yes, Emma. please. So Neil has a total of 14. Sherry has a total of 16. Susan has a total of 12. And Vanessa has a total of 14. Nice. So Sherry is in the lead, and Neil and Vanessa are tied for second. And Susan's catching up. <laughs> <laughs> Catching up. Close, I thought there was going to be more like, you know, stealing points. Yeah. yeah. Or it's just what I, I guess, like, yeah, except for that very first one, except for the other So maybe, next, maybe when we do this again, we'll do, uh, they have to be hits or something, you know, to, to narrow uh, the more specific. field. Yes. Okay. Um, Sherry, what's, uh, what's, what's your uh, next pick? Okay. I'm thinking. Um, suddenly I see by KT Tunstall. <gasps> Damn it, Sherry. No! Oh, yes! oh sniped again. Oh my god. I <laughs> didn't pick that song, but I picked a song from her as well. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, but I was debating between the one I picked and that what one. Was so. The song you picked. Uh Black okay. Horse and the Cherry Tree. That's the other one I was thinking yep. of too. Oh. <laughs> so, yep. I was Wait, like, Sherry two from me and one from Vanessa? Yeah. Oh, that, wait, what is the way two from you, Neil? Well, I have the exact same song. He had the yeah. same song, and she had the yeah, yeah. Yep. Take away one from Vanessa. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. 
Take away one from Vanessa, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And two for picking it. So she gets two, four. She gets five points this round. Wow. Who does? Sherry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I actually discovered her through Black Horse and the Cherry Tree. I was watching American Idol. I remember. I don't know how old I was, but (laughs) very 2000s. I remember being into um, American Idol, discovered Black Horse and the Cherry Tree, and then listened to this. And it's. It just really spoke to me. Um, yeah, this feeling of realizing what you want to be. Um, the inspiration behind the song is she was looking at an album cover of a singer and realizing that she wants to be a singer too. Um, and then when I was researching it, I found it was also on The Devil Wears Prada, which is very 2000s a movie. Um, and apparently it was interpreted as suddenly realizing you want to be a model, not a singer. But... <laughs> song it it has that melody kind of deking around thing that i just love i wanted to ask you sherry are you mostly initially attracted by the lyrics or by the by the melody i think lyrics are what stands out to me first but i also love the melody of this yeah i'm just more of a lyric hearer and lover so it's usually (laughs) lyrics first for me (laughs) how about you is it melody it's melody first, yeah. Then it's, um, and then it's, but it's always that that kind of melody. I love, yeah. I just, I love this track. I, um, I'm glad you picked it because it's, it's got all those little things that I love about uh, pop song. It's almost, it's almost like a songwriter. There's, there's so, songwriters who write songs almost for other songwriters. You have all these little sort of like tweaks. Like Elvis Costello gets a bit that way. Sometimes it's very kind of. And this is almost like that. It's just got all these little sort of things. You're going, oh, what a great little turnaround and what expected chord, and, you know. Any other what, thoughts? Have you, have you guys ever seen her live? Because she does all the looping. No. So she does, she does, <gasps> it's all looped. And so she's got all these pedals. So she creates like all of that by herself. Wow. It, it's wow. really quite astounding. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, because I think it's just like her and her guitar and it's usually at least on that album all acoustic like the songs are an acoustic but she plays the guitar acoustic which normally you'd think it would be like an electric and um but i could totally picture her being amazing live yeah, actually it's really a good point mm-hmm. interesting that it's all looped because some of those chord changes and sectional changes they don't sound like mm-hmm. i think that's looped 
Like it will often be in like chunks of fours. Yeah, you have you have to do some pretty advanced looping to do some of those changes. Oh yeah, there was like a couple. Oh, oh I, I see. I didn't know. I just I just love the song. I didn't know. That. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> cool. Well, great, great choice and uh, yeah, great, choice. great strategically as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Sherry right. the sniper. Sniper Sherry. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to choose Sarah Bareilles love song. No! Uh, I forgot I was I, close yay, to choosing I it, but I did it. <laughs> so now it's getting interesting. Yep. Take getting, those points from nasty. <laughs> so um, this song came out in 2007 on an album called Little Voice. It was her first, her debut album. And... Um, Maybe you guys have already heard the story, but I guess that she was about ready to release an album and the record executives were kind of like holding her back, which she calls like there was this uh, pause in the green light of her going through to do her album. And she was like, you know, what what do you want from me? OK, I'm going to write you a love song. And that's what this. So this song was kind of written out of frustration Um what I love about it, other than the fact that I mean, she's a, just a great, great songwriter, great singer, great melody player. Um, I like thinking about where the lyric is placed in relation to beat one. So if you look at the uh, verse one, I think all the lines are offset off beat one, as is the pre-chorus. And then when we finally get to the chorus, it's this beautiful pickup into, I'm not going to write you a love song. And love song comes on beat one, and it just feels really like empowered and active and awesome. So that's one of the reasons why I love this song. Vanessa, have you chosen the song "The Artist" or both? Both. Okay. And anyone else, or was it just Vanessa? So. It's um, yeah, that um, being off the front beat for the uh, for the verses and then coming in on the beat on the chorus is such a great way of establishing contrast. 
in a very sort of subtle kind of way that you most people wouldn't notice, but that you really really pick up on it. And the course is longer than you think. Right. Which is interesting as well. Like you would think it would be love song, love song, like maybe two, but then it, then it goes a bit longer, which is, again, mm-hmm. not playing with that expectations and, and payoff. Yeah, so good. So good. It's like a great, like, you know, it's a lesson in kind of all things, <clears throat> rhyme scheme and rhythm and melody and building and acceleration. And it's just, she's really, really good. So, great tune. All right, Vanessa, you are up next. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with because now I gotta step it up. I think um, Alicia Keys' "Fallen." Really, no one. Okay, back from one. Um, I'm surprised too, actually. <laughs> okay, I'm not winning at this game. Um, it was her uh, first single and like talk about uh, exploding onto the scene because it went to number one. And I remember that at the time it was like her and her piano and most pop stars and popular stuff at the time um, was very like uh, a singer that sings and, you know, like musical background, you know, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, whatever. But um, it was her and her piano, which also wasn't a super common instrument um, in pop at the time. And it was like, oh, she's really playing the piano and um, very, um, very catchy. I remember it so well when it came out. Interesting. Um, it's the same uh, chordal movements as James Brown. It's a man's world. Oh, oh that's interesting. Um, oh, now that you say that, huh? Um, I've never heard that before, but now I hear it. Yeah, but it's it has that, that wonderful <laughs> darkness to it. But yeah, and the one it's just catchy. The, the first up, uh, yeah, just a brilliant, brilliant tune. Yeah. Can, can, can I go a bit, a bit of a Alicia Keys rant? Okay. So I, I, I've, I've never been a big fan, but I recognize that she's an amazing piano player. She's gorgeous, gorgeous melodies. But whoever produced her tracks, I want to like punch them in the face because <laughs> the drum beats are relentlessly mon- monotonous. And the hi-hat is like 
so artificial and it, it really goes against what she's doing. She's got so much soul in her voice and her piano playing and everything like that. And I'm just like, if I was producing that track, I would not put that kind of drum beat on it. And it just, for me, it kind of ruins the song, ruins the listening experience. It doesn't ruin the song, but it kind of ruins the listening experience because I just can't, maybe because I'm a drummer and I just can't stand that relentless, inhuman um, clicking hi-hat. Am I the only one who feels that way? <laughs> I'm not as familiar with her music. I know that one and I, I know like yeah. that girl, this girl is on fire. I think those are the only two that I know. But so, but I yeah. never yeah. noticed it before. Now yeah. that's probably all I'll it's hear. It's all yeah, right now. It's all gonna, I gotta re-listen to all of her stuff. That being said, I, I, I recently acquired the, the Native Instruments as a plugin called Alicia's Keys, the piano. And I, when I got it, I actually got it for free because Native Instruments told me something and they gave it to me for free. And um, I was like, the last thing I need is another piano plug-in in my, in my home studio. It is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it is a beautiful piano sample. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Neil, you're just upset because it's not in 1583 time. Well, it's in 6-8. What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's on 6-8. <six> <laughs> All right, uh, Neil. Um, what okay. is your choice? So I'm going to go with a song that um, I'm sure everyone's heard of the band. You may not have it on your list, but it's probably the longest title um, in the 2000s. It's certainly the longest title on my list. Um, it's The Cardigans, and uh, the album is Super Extra Gravity. And the title is I Need Some Fine Wine, and You, You Need to Be Nicer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wanted to pick this one because everyone knows, like 1996, Romeo and Juliet, that, that Baz Luhrmann movie came out, Romeo and Juliet, and everyone loved Love Fool. Who's this Swedish band with this, with this song called Love Fool? It's so catchy and poppy and bubbly and everything like that. And, but their albums of other original music, really, really cool. And, and, this, and this album um, uh, came out in, what was it? To do 2005 super extra gravity i had this thing on repeat a cd on repeat a lot um in, in in the in the years um following that and this song in particular i don't know what the lyric is about it's 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 a pretty obtuse lyric to me but there's a lot going on in this song the guitar riffs the, the breaks in the rhythm there is just a lot of stuff in this song and it's been quite um active and, and fun that way so did it Phil?
that. I love that song. <laughs> that, whole, that whole album is just Great. fantastic. Um, yeah. The other thing I'm noticing, I don't know if you guys, if someone pointed out about one of the other songs that the chorus was long. All the songs yeah. on my list, at least, choruses are, there's no one has a short, snappy chorus in the 2000s. Everyone's got these really wordy, long choruses. Mm. I don't know. It's if, if but it's only a three minute effort. song, so it's not like it's a long song. No, and but there's a it's ton of stuff going on there. Yeah, it is a long song. It's interesting. I always think of the cardigans as being a little softer. Yeah. It's a more aggressive than I'm used to them. Yeah, time. exactly. And this is one, maybe they're heavier songs, perhaps, that they have a few ballads and stuff, which are gorgeous too. But yeah, just, just solid stuff. So if the only thing you've ever heard is Love Fool, I'd say check out the rest of the cardigan stuff. It's really good stuff. All right, Emma, what, what are we doing uh, point-wise? So in the lead, we have Sherry with 21. We have Susan, who is at 16. Neil, who is at 14, and Vanessa, who is at 13. Ooh, look at that okay. reversal. I know. Yeah. For Sherry. All right, so uh, this will be our final uh, round. We can yeah. do this forever, but, uh, well, we could do it forever, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> well, we'll do our leftovers after, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at the end of the show, we all sort of, well, r rattle off all the songs we didn't get to pick. Uh, didn't get to give out, because that's always fun to talk about, too. Yeah. All right, Sherry, your final song for the draft show 2023. What's it going to be? Okay, this is hard. It feels like I'm abandoning the two others. But... You are. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with uh, Foundations by Kate Nash. Oh, that's a good song. This is um, yeah, a really good British artist that I like. I googled her, and apparently she's compared to Lily Allen a lot, so she has similar yeah. vibe to her. Um, and I just love this song. It's so much fun. It's like about a relationship ending and how, when you're in that stage of it not working out, everything just gets on your nerves, and you're bickering and fighting over things, and the foundation is cracking. So yeah, I just it's a fun song. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night, everything's fine Except you've got that look in your eye When I'm telling a story and you find it boring You're thinking of something to say You'll go along with it, then drop it And humiliate me in front of our friends Then I'll use that voice that you find the Say something like, yeah, intelligent input, darling. Why don't you just have another beer then? Then you'll call me a bitch and everyone we're with will be embarrassed and I won't give a sh. My fingertips are holding on to the cracks in our foundation and I know that I should let go. It's so good. <laughs> Who's that artist? I've never heard of um, before. Kate Nash. Kate Nash. I've never heard of before. 
very much unapologetically English to you. Right? If you've ever accent, I think. Yeah. Makes this. Yeah, totally. And she just like talks in the middle and like, I love that. She's on the show, um, that wrestling show on Netflix. She, yes, she's one. Pretty sure I'm not lying. Um, Yeah, just a complete change uh, because she doesn't really do any singing, but um, right, I just want to make sure I'm not lying to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, okay, yeah, she is in it. Yeah, what do you know? Cool, very much. There is a very much um, Lily Allen, uh, sort of the same approach, and I love Lily Allen. That LDN uh, album, I think it's called, that was on Endless Repeat at their studio. It was just, it's such a great song and it's its empowering, but it's not, oh, it's just, she's just amazing. Just And I love lots of sample loops, which is, I love, so really great. But uh, yeah, that's a great tune. Anyone else thinking, any thoughts on uh, Foundation? Okay. It's a great song. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. Catchy. All right. Funny. Susan, for your last choice. All right. Well, be? so I think we're going to stay in the UK. Um, I'm going to choose Dido, White Flag. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, came out in uh, July of 2003. And um, it was nominated for Best Female Pop Voice Performance. Um it was on an album called Life for Rent. And what I love about this song, it's very, it's a very gentle song. I mean, a lot of like, when I tried to listen to all of the music that I loved in the 2000s, I tended to go for like really big, anthemic, uh, female, strong thing, love pink, you know, that kind of thing. And this was a very kind of quiet, beautiful, sad, emotional song. And you know, I think the idea of like writing to, a, you know, a, to a metaphor of a ship going down and and that she's holding the white flag as the ship is going down. I, I thought it was really beautiful. So I chose Dido, white flag. I know you think that I shouldn't still love you. I'll tell you that.
heard that in a long time. Yeah. yeah. That was always amazing how it feels like her horse shouldn't have a lift, but somehow it does. <laughs> mm. I always felt that way. Like, of course, just kind of just kind of meanders in there, and before you know it, it's like, wow, that was like <laughs> it's a just, nice little chorus. It kind of like it, it comes in like kind of like a. It's like a, almost an afterthought, but yeah. yeah, it's not big and anthemic, but no, I really, no, certainly really not. liked it. Certainly not. Yeah. So. She has such a yeah. unique voice. Mm-hmm. You ever yeah. hear uh, Dido um, trying? It doesn't, like, it doesn't sound like she's trying to do a chorus. It just, as you say, it just kind of happens. It's so natural yeah. and yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful style that, uh, that she has. And I love the orchestral part in the beginning. Like, um, you could picture it being done live with like a symphony or just very, yeah, pulls you in a bit. All right, Vanessa, you're up next. Okay. Um, this is it. Yep. Um, okay. I'm just gonna blindly pick one cause I cannot decide, but, um, I will go with Christina Aguilera fighter from 03 I remember her stuff was very like poppy like genie in a bottle and all that and then this one came along and it was a bit darker and a bit heavier maybe a bit angry and um yeah you could feel the anger in her voice I don't know if she had anything to do with writing it but um (laughs) I really loved it and felt like it was quite a departure but it worked Waiting for it to play. (laughs) Please stand by. We're having technical difficulties. iTunes doesn't want to play it. Should I pick a different song? If you'd like to pick a different song, maybe... uh... Okay. Um, Okay, then Corinne Bailey Ray, um, back to the UK. Um, Put your records on. Oh, (laughs) Oh, Sherry Sherry gets it back. (laughs) A taste of my own medicine. Yeah. It feels so good. Um, Yeah, just really light and airy and kind of just want to dance to it, but not too, you know, kind of soft like the dido description yeah kind of like just happy
feel just like it feels like at 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 once like completely familiar and also new do you know what I mean hmm. when I heard that I remember being like do I know this song I feel like I know this song but yeah yeah it's good yeah it's very bright very summery right it is I yeah have it feels of, like summer yep. yeah I remember like walking around the neighborhood with my iPod listening to it as teach iPod mini <laughs> <laughs> What's, an yeah. What's, What's an iPod? What's an iPod? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you can get it on vinyl, probably. <laughs> you probably could, actually. <laughs> All right, Neil, your final song. What should uh, it be? Okay, so for the my last pick, I'm going to come back to Canada. Um, Nelly Furtado, "The Grass Is Green." What? Are you... um, grass is green. Um, this was interesting. I, I picked it just because it's, it's a cool, catchy uh, song. Um, but uh, but then actually earlier today, I remembered that in in the before times, um, at the at the meetup group, I was doing these workshops for like uh, music and lyrics and home recording and all that sort of stuff. And and I actually looked up my 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 PowerPoint from from my lyrics workshop and actually pin, I actually picked this song as this, as an example of something kind of what you were talking about, Susan, about uh, about. Um, the the lines of lyrics they're they're different lengths the playing with playing with line lengths playing with front weighted versus back weighted because the main melody is very front weighted and the verse it gets a little back weighted um after the beat and before the beat and all those all those sorts of little examinations um for whatever reason I'm not a huge Nelly Furtado fan but this song sort of stuck out as something that where the where the, the melody variation is actually pretty interesting so, Nelly Furtado. pretty popular at least in canada it was i don't know anywhere else it also feels very summer mm. yeah and i love it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah interesting stuff all right so that's Ooh. the final uh round hello the scorekeeper what are the magic numbers well i think we all can guess who's come in first <laughs> sherry was able to maintain her lead even though she flubbed a bit after Vanessa had changed her song. Yeah. Um, in second place comes Susan with 18 points. 
Gary had 21. Susan, you have 18 points, so you came in second. And Vanessa, you had an incredible game with your put the records on, and you bumped yourself up to 17. And Neil, you come in last with a consistent 16. Oh. <laughs> we got sniped once. I didn't do any sniping. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very consistent score. Thanks so much, Evan. That was great. Well, thanks everyone awesome. for uh, joining us on the. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. That was fun. Show. I hope you had a good time. And um, thank you, Susan. How can people get more of you? Well, we got to do leftovers, Phil. Oh, right. The Bring Out the Dead, of course. <laughs> this is our Bring Out the Dead round where we basically <laughs> talk about all the stuff. All the songs we didn't that were on our list uh, that we didn't get to talk we about. Didn't get to play, just name them. You just name them. You don't have to. Uh, there's no points or anything. So, um, Sherry, what's uh, what did you get to? So, "You and I" by Ingrid Michaelson. Mm, that's a great song. I love that one. Just the ukulele and the melody. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was "Put Your Records On," which was stolen. <laughs> And uh, Susan, what uh, what you didn't you get to this time? So I didn't get to because I love Bonnie Raitt. I didn't get mm. to "I Will Not Be Broken," which is mm. a great song written by the same team that wrote um, "Change the World" for Eric Clapton, which I just love that oh. song too. And I did not get to Britney Spears, which I was gonna pull out a little Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again, um, just because yeah, I was listening to that. And then Beyonce, Beyonce, crazy in love. Of course. No one, no one had a Beyonce. Yeah. No. And Vanessa, how about, uh, what uh, did you get to? Uh, my list is very poppy, I noticed, but um, I didn't get to Sheryl Crow, who I love. Um, Steve McQueen, not one of our more popular singles, but I love that song. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, Miss Independent. Mm. And... Um, Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. Um, and then some others that I was like, I don't know, a couple of KCON ones, but uh those were the those were the top ones that missed out. <laughs> and Neil. Uh, I had uh, Big Wheel by Tori Amos. Oh, that's um, a great song. Yeah. Um I had uh, Beat the Horse by Pamplemousse, uh YouTube sensation Pamplemousse, if you don't know them. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, very, very YouTube-y. And um, uh, more CanCon metrics, a sexy after their debut album. Um, Madonna, Hung Up. Um, a local Toronto singer-songwriter, Kat Goldman, um, uh, sing your song. I don't know how popular she is or was. <laughs> um, another local singer-songwriter, uh, Karen Kozowski, Scared to Death, a beautiful piano ballad. Uh, Holly McNarland, um, who's a big uh, fan of her in concert a couple times, uh, Brush Into My Tears. And Good Old Reliable Garbage, um, Cherry Lips Go, Baby Go. I always have to have a garbage song on my list. It's Gotta have a garbage <laughs> song. <laughs> awesome stuff. All right. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us on this uh, draft show. It was good fun. I hope everyone enjoyed themselves, and maybe yeah. I'll do this again sometime, I hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Great fun, everybody. Now, uh, Susan, how do people get more of you? Well, so I am trying to break the bank at Instagram. So if you go to at Susan C. Music on Instagram, I just reached 2,000 followers and I would love to get more. So go there. 
That's where you'll find all the things you need to find. Cool. <laughs> all right. And, uh, and Sherry, how do people get more of you? Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Sherry Jacoby Music. And I just made a TikTok as well. I'm a little bit old for it, but <laughs> I figured I'll give it a shot. So you can find me there, Sherry Jacoby Music. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And Vanessa, thanks so much for coming out. Um, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it was great to, to have your energy again. It's uh, been far too long. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. And of course, Neil, people can get more of you at... Uh, My website, neilmodi.com. And, um, and FYI to everybody, um, well, actually two FYIs, um, Susan's social media posts awesome stuff because she does these quick little videos of songwriting tips and they're golden. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so good. So definitely, definitely check her out. I I always see them on Facebook because they own Instagram. Um, And, um, and uh, uh, all all the songs that we discussed tonight, the ones that were played and the ones that aren't played are going to be on a Spotify playlist um, for for the Song Talk Radio account. So be sure to check that out um, along with the show post. Um, it'll be done by the time the show post uh, goes up, so look for that on Spotify and you can revel in the 2000s as we've done the last little while. So much nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia. <laughs> it's so hard because some of the stuff you're going, is that 2000 or is that 2010? All kind of a blur. Yeah, did, yeah, that's why. Yeah, because yeah. you, were, you were playing like the the Avril Lavigne and the even the Lady Gaga. I was like, it can't be 20 years ago, Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I thought the same thing too. I thought yeah, Bad Romance is no 20 years old. Like, yeah. <laughs> Time goes on, no matter what we do. Uh, right. So, uh, all the out there in the small land, don't forget to stop by the website at songtalk.ca to view past shows and find out if you can be a guest. And uh, don't forget to send us your thoughts at feedback at songtalk.ca because we'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, I think that's it. And of course, uh, Neil, people want to talk to you, they can go to neilmodi.com. Neilmodi.com. Go to me if you want more of me. Um, and why would you? But uh, go to fellowry.ca. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Laters. Bye.